Good evening and welcome to episode two of Your Vegan Life. Joining me tonight is Brisbane filmmaker and fellow vegan, Nick Sesh. Thank you for being on episode two of Your Vegan Life, Nick. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And to, I just want to remind people that uh, Your Vegan Life is brought to you by vegan frothers and by Indian natural food products. Check them out. They're fully vegan and you'll love them. So tonight, what we want to do is inspire you because Nick is a storyteller. He's <laughs> And he loves to find creative ways of telling his story. And he has done this uh, most recently with a short vegan video called The Snack, which we're going to be talking about and which I also featured a, a, a segment of on the promo video. So Nick's going to be telling us how that came about. But first, we want to inspire you with Nick's compassionate heart. He's going to share, as a good storyteller, he's going to share with us um, his, his beginnings, his origins, and uh, what led him to where he is today as far as a, a compassionate storyteller. So Nick, please tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Harry. Um, <clears throat> so I was born in India and lived there for about 25 years. Um, I was brought up vegetarian, thanks to my mom. So I've never eaten meat in my life. Fantastic. And Fantastic. Not, not willingly anyway. I mean, you know, mm. things happen, yeah. but I've never intentionally eaten meat. Um, yeah. Me and my sister... Like unintentionally sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. My sister and I, my younger sister, uh, Minnie, she and I were both brought up vegetarian by my mom, who taught us about... Well, she didn't use the word compassion, but we could see compassion in her in her actions, in her words, in the way she lived her life. So um, the way she would go about living life was pretty simple and straightforward. What would you do if you were in that position? Even an ant, she wouldn't step on it. She would step away from it. And Beautiful. she'd be like, well, you wouldn't want to step on it. If, if you were that ant, you wouldn't want anyone to step on you, right? So just <laughs> live the same way. So mm-hmm. we, we, we grew up around some animals. We had, you know, fishes, dogs, cats, and yeah, the, the usual animals. But um, yes. we were always asked to be aware of what we were eating. Right now, things changed in 2013 when my sister went vegan first, and uh, she stopped cheese. And I was one of those people who made fun of her. You know, are you kidding me? How how are we going to live without pizza? You know, we love we love cheese so much. It's, it's impossible. Can I can I ask why you why your sister went vegan in, in 2013? I think she watched a documentary or read an article in India about the condition of dairy cows. Right. And she found out the reality, the reality that was hidden away from all of us for such a long time. We don't see that information out there and how they are treated, how they are treated and what happens to to them and all that. So she came to know something and then sent me some links. And when I saw that, when I read that, it was like, what am I even doing? You know, why would I call myself an animal lover when I'm causing distress to animals clearly and mm. intentionally? It may not be a direct mm. uh, action, but because of what I buy, we have the mistreatment of cows. 
and I did not want to contribute yeah. to that anymore. And I stopped eating eggs as well. Great. And was that like uh, just with that realization that was like an overnight thing, was it for, for you? <clears throat> I would say it took me just a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I was almost forcing myself to eat eggs, for instance, because I was trying to grow stronger and exercise. And I was like, oh my God, I need all this because otherwise I'm going to get <laughs> weak and sickly. And then, you know, uh, yeah, all that. I, I had all that at the back of my head. It's all conditioning and programming. You know, yes, obviously. it is, isn't it? Yeah. But I love that your um, that your environment that you grew grew up in, as you say, from your mother was one of, of compassion, and and that's I'm just imagining that on a worldwide scale. If we if we were all educated uh, from you know from significant uh, you know people in our life, if we we're yeah. all educated that way, we would be living in a vegan world, wouldn't we? We sure would. Yeah, but yeah. I think every single one of us is capable of influencing another person mm. and letting them know what's what's actually happening the, the ironic thing is mom herself used to have milk all her life mm. she grew up having milk milk is mm. really common in india but yes since the past three years i went vegan in 2014 and in the past three four years we've actually managed to convert mom and dad and they're both <laughs> vegan now so we're all yes. Yes. Oh, look, I, I'm, I feel inspired. You, <laughs> that is fantastic. I love hearing things like that. And and do they, in in having made that change, do they sort of they had that realization that they were contributing the cruelty as well? And yeah, they un, were un, unintentionally. Basically, they probably thought they were doing the right thing. That, that's that's right. And now it's like uh, we we can't uh, we can't even cross the street without ensuring that there's there's no animal in the in the in harm's way because in india there have been numerous times when me and my sister have picked up puppies from the road that right. were about to get run over yes you you have that because that's that's yeah. the way it is and then yeah. we take them and drop them off at the rspca who then look after them and now my dad does the same thing in india he's he's back there he does the yeah. same thing so did you find that, um, was there a bit of a, to use a term, say a culture shock when you came from India to Australia and you saw the way um, that we sort of uh, treated animals and that uh, in comparison to what you'd grown up with? There's a, there's a big difference in, in the way, yeah, animals are treated here and over there. But I think the, the bottom line really is that we, we exploit animals one way or another, either in front of people or behind closed doors you know and um, just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening quite simply i would like to know where my food comes from and what processing mm -hmm. has happened to it you know mm -hmm. and if someone was to watch the complete process from start to end of a cow being slaughtered and until the point where it comes to your plate i'm not sure they would want to eat it yeah yeah well, <laughs> well that's right i think that'd be a big wake-up call for most people wouldn't it and in fact, uh, it's that, you know, what you said there behind closed doors that really strikes a chord there because that's the only way that uh, industries of evil and, and death and suffering can continue without a major public outcry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the public to know about it. So they've got to, you know, keep it behind closed doors. Now, I believe you're a bit of a, um, not only are you a storyteller, but you, um, you've been in radio shows and local theatre. I, I, uh, tell me a little bit about that. What's, what's your experience there? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was always interested in the 
creative arts if i can say that so back in college in india i was part of a band i was a lead singer we sang on the radio so i started off there and then uh, we did some radio shows i started working with a local director over there and i decided that i preferred being behind the camera rather than in front because okay. i forget my lines quite simply <laughs> <laughs> so i totally look nick if it makes you feel better i totally relate in the very <laughs> in the very rare occurrence where i've had to actually have lines to say in front of camera oh, i can barely remember two words <laughs> i know i know so my my style of storytelling is is um purely based on emotions and reactions and not so much the words for me words are not that important right. so if you watch if you watch the film the snack there aren't there isn't much to dialogue in it it's all about what you see and what you feel as a result and how you express yourself through other ways body language and so on that that's beautiful that's well that's possibly the most powerful way of presenting a message isn't it it's reaching yeah. you're trying to reach emotions i'm also trying to reach a wider audience because you see mm-hmm. there are people in the world who can't hear who can't listen ah. what about them Right, of course. Beautiful. Yes, of course. I love it. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> the snack. Um I watched the snack for the first time um oh, uh maybe a week or two ago probably. It wasn't that yeah. long ago that I saw yeah. it for the first time. And it and it reached me. I thought this is great. The imagery is exactly what we need to be getting across to people. So for people if you're watching tonight and you haven't seen the snack, um I'll be putting a link to it and uh, or you can just go straight to YouTube to Nick Sesh's um YouTube channel and watch it and it's it's really presenting a, a message of compassion and doing it with a good imagery <laughs> so so beautifully done so as i um as i've posted in the uh, promo uh, video for tonight's episode um that you actually did that on a budget of $200 or as it was corrected later $206 because there was a included <laughs> <laughs> well um Vegan. roundabouts yeah it, it was roughly there basically it was a fuel because the film was primarily shot in Toowoomba and I'm Brisbane based so I had to travel to right. Toowoomba and because what, that's where my actors were Oh okay I that's answered that question yeah I was thinking maybe because of the scenery or or the um you know which probably helped as well yeah also the scenery and yeah it was a very beautiful location so what what inspired you to actually create it you wanted to get a message out there didn't you um it's it's funny but uh, it was actually through facebook the idea popped into my head uh, i i read somewhere on facebook um i think what what was the line it said something along the lines of there's a reason why you take your kids to pluck strawberries but not to a slaughterhouse mm, i see how that how that morphed into the film yeah brilliant brilliant wow <laughs> so okay so that's beautiful so you had this idea how did mm-hmm. you how did you bring the elements together to make it work how did you bring in people that could help support and be actors and and uh, you know those sort of things yeah so I, i'm from melbourne i've been there for 11 and a half years and i wrote the story when i was actually in melbourne around about 2017 is when i wrote it and i just wanted to be 
a simple story about a little kid who who loves doing regular things just like every other kid yeah. but then i i i'm surrounded by parents who are really busy and don't always have time to spend with their children so i i feel that can also be a problem because then the person who brings up your kid is not you but it's the daycare worker or your or the teacher you know so me growing up and being influenced so heavily by my mom i feel people are missing out because your parents need to be the, the parents need to be the people who actually impart life lessons to the kids not not yes you know people who get paid to do a job so yes <clears throat> i wrote the story then i was looking for actors and i didn't have any luck in in melbourne because uh, i didn't know a lot of people who were interested in acting they loved the idea but they weren't actors so right. well i moved to brisbane and then i was jobless for a while and i was like i really need to do something creative and start spreading the message i really want to and i'll make it happen even if i i run out of money it's fine i'll do it anyway and uh, i'll give it a shot so i posted on facebook looking for people to help me create a short film and thankfully um m um on facebook replied and tagged a couple of people she knew and they replied and said yeah we are happy to help you out and then i went and told them the story and they loved it and said they wanted to be a part of it and i'm so grateful to every single one of them because uh, i wasn't able to pay them but but i made sure they had plenty of food <laughs> every time every time we shot <laughs> and plenty of healthy food by the looks of the food in the film yeah. too lots of fr- uh, fruit and yeah too. i know because yeah. people ask well what what do you eat as a vegan well there you go there's your answer yeah there you go so okay so when you you put a film like that together that you yeah you have to edit it you spend you know ages trying to you know even a short film ages trying to get it right and of course there i should make mention there's a beautiful uh song in it too um i forgot the name of what was the, the song <laughs> yeah well it's called candle candle yes yeah. yes and, yeah and and uh yes i i'd love to hear the full version of that because see the snippet <laughs> i i've heard on in the film are beautiful um once you put that all together where do you go from there how do you 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 got it into film festivals is that right yeah so it actually took me 4 months to edit and wow. make it and yeah. i was not happy with the editing by the editors who i hired for the job so i decided to download the software and learn editing myself and then do it so oh, very good I, yeah. I i did it myself because yeah. i wanted it to be impactful the way i i imagined it would be mm-hmm. and it's hard for someone else to imagine what i am imagining so. exactly so yeah. once i was reasonably happy with it then i decided to put it into film festivals all over the world and yeah look some festivals you can enter for free but but mm-hmm. they're not very big and then the good ones always require you to pay money for entry so that's right. fine and i've entered quite a few of them and then uh, i was surprised to uh, see that they actually liked it and i got some really positive feedback and it was shown in it was shown in um, russia london romania india different countries yeah uh, public wow. screening that's, that's impressive Yeah and and you got great it received good feedback in in the public screenings. Yeah yeah and um I was asked to again pre- 
present my story like why I created this how I created it and they even screened that <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting so you've got another film showing how you created it <laughs> well just a short one where I talk to the camera and just tell them how I oh, did yeah. it yeah yeah okay that's mm-hmm. amazing so I, I see here that it, it it uh, ended up as a finalist in uh, in one of the festivals and a semi-finalist in two others. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What a, what a, uh, a, a personal sense of satisfaction because you know that you're reaching, you're reaching people, aren't you? I don't care about the prizes. I don't care what finalist it was. But it's just about seeing if people will like it and at least share it. I want it to be shared. That, that's yes. all I want. I just want people yeah. to see it. That, that's it. So it can be a form of activism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. my way of peaceful activism. I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> so peaceful activism, which I can totally relate to. I think that's beautiful. Um, do you have other forms of peaceful act- activism that you do yourself? Other other mediums that you share in all that? Um, well, I, I have created a, a spiritual group on Facebook. It's called Spiritual Vegans, where we, we talk about well, veganism is one thing we talk about. We, we talk a lot about uh, spirituality, and we share, and we also have regular meetups when we can. And yeah, I think we require positivity, more positivity in the world right now, considering what's happening. Yes. So, do you um, do you find that there's a natural uh, connection between spirituality and veganism? Definitely, there's uh, there's like they can't be separated, in in my opinion, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, because you look at you look at a picture of Krishna, and you're going to have animals around him. You look at a picture of Jesus, and he's holding a lamb. And yeah. the intention is not to, you know, kill them and eat them. But no. they're actually promoting love right there. But yes. uh, it, it, I find it funny that people look at it and then they don't connect the dots. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, look, we're on the exact same page there. It, uh, I have never been able to fully fathom why uh, somebody can have the uh, awareness and the compassion in their heart to to um, know that they should be vegan, and yet and and yet not connect the dots through on the spiritual level. You know, it's it's like, come on, it's it's just it's just a it's just an expansion of what's already there in your heart. You know, <laughs> but we each have a journey, don't we? And we um, and we are at different levels. You know, we're like at different grades in school. You know, so, and you know, in grade one, you understand basic maths. In grade ten, you yeah. understand fractions and, and all the other stuff or whatever. You know, so, so exactly. it's quite so, simple, really. If you if you wouldn't do it to yourself, don't do it to anyone or anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, the uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm actually in your spiritual vegan group. I'm, I'm almost certain that I am. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could I'm glad you it. are. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm glad you thought to put it together. Actually, I think that that's a really good idea. Yes, and and it's just it's it's something I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see uh, more vegans just uh, not being afraid to embrace that side of themselves. You know, there's a there's a lot of I know there's a lot of fear and a lot of misunderstanding. People think it's religion. It's like no, it's not religion. It's not. We're talking spirituality. It's a different thing here. <laughs> it's a different thing. Can you explain it in in your the difference? Um, um, I the thing is, I had to give it a word. I had to call it spiritual. I had to call it vegan so that people can understand. But 
you know uh, when i grew up i didn't need these words i i mm. just i just do i just do things and i see mm. people doing things and i do the same so if 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 my mom is buying vegetables rather than going to the chicken shop and buying chickens mm. it is an example of compassion and probably someone who is going to turn vegan but i didn't connect the words so for me words are not that important it's all about actions you see so you mm. don't have to put yourself in a box and say i'm religious or i'm spiritual or i'm a vegan but Yeah, I, I can call myself all of those, or I can call myself yep. none of those. I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Beautifully, beautifully explained. <laughs> uh, once again, I love where you're coming from. It's just coming from the heart. We don't need the labels. We just be who we should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we and all of us people. have the compassion. We all oh, have compassion in us. Maybe it's asleep and it needs waking up. So this is a call to wake up. Yeah, well, as you so beautifully explained, um, it's it's what you, uh, it's the environment that you were brought up in. You know, you were you brought up in an environment to to see compassion in action uh, in your immediate environment. A lot of us don't have that opportunity. We're we're brought up in a a toxic, uh, semi-violent, aggressive. Um, sort of existence, uh, you know, with lots of arguments and lots of disagreements, and 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 a, a lot of things behind closed doors, as you were saying earlier, that are actually quite shocking for a child, and doesn't that a child that doesn't even understand it at the time, you know, and, and sort of grows up into an adult that's really questioning things, and hopefully goes vegan and then hopefully questions more and starts to go, well, what's life all about, and then starts to question. why am i here and you know and then that leads to the spiritual path so where to for you from here now we've got the snack out um yeah. are we going to bring out the the lunch or the dinner <laughs> <laughs> that's what i would call the next one <laughs> uh, thanks for the names i'm always running short of names so i'll keep them in mind <laughs> um At the moment, I'm shooting, um, uh, creating a documentary, and it deals with the topic of death. So, to be specific, uh, why we don't talk about death to children, you know, and why I think it's very important that we do. Yes, it's the one guarantee in life. Yes, <laughs> we've all got, and yes. yeah, it's, it's the one that we like to go. Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, oh, you know, it's like <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's crazy when you think about it, isn't it? I mean, children see everything. They are very much aware of what's happening. But I think it would benefit them if anything when we talk to them about what yes. what death really is. And here's the, here's a reason why people don't talk about death, in my opinion. It's because yeah. they don't know themselves. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's simple so, and brilliant. Yeah. I just so, want to. There's a, a comment there from Alicia saying, "Hey, Harry yeah. and Nick, uh, Astro, aka Huey, is also sitting here listening." You know, that's cool. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> Hello, Huey. I I loved your performance in the snack. I I loved it. It was it was great. It was just so genuine i wish i could express that genuinely <laughs> i'm learning from you <laughs> and thanks for watching guys i don't know if i mentioned but with this movie everyone who acted everyone in it everyone involved was an amateur complete amateur yeah. yes yes i in fact uh yes i i had read that but that, that's that's fantastic a great job 
from a bunch of amateurs. A really great job. That's what makes it even more um, beautiful. Yeah. I'm very happy to work with people who are just starting out to give them an opportunity to give them a chance because we all have to start somewhere and a lot of the time we don't get that you know if people ask for experience when I was in this country when I came new here people said do you have the experience for the job that you seek I, I didn't have it and I didn't get those opportunities but I think we should we should be more open-minded and allow people to express themselves yeah and and uh, I'm sorry we went a little bit off tangent there but 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 uh, we were talking about death and the importance of not being afraid of it the importance of understanding what mm -hmm. what's going to happen to all of us and yeah. I'd like to I like to think of death as like okay it's another journey we're going to take mm -hmm. and if we're going to take that journey without knowing where we're going without mm -hmm. having prepared ourselves in any way mm -hmm. then how you know how well are we going to handle that journey you know <laughs> We need information. We need to know where we're going. We need to know why we're going. We need to know yeah. how we we need all this. It's the same as if we were going on a boat cruise. You know, when are we leaving? Where are we going? What do I take with me? Yeah, it's the same thing. So let's not be afraid. But please go on. The, the way I live my life, I am perfectly okay with not knowing where I'm going, with not knowing what I'm going to do tomorrow. Oh, yes. Okay. Is that coming from a, a point of faith? I think it comes from knowing that I believe in myself. I believe okay. I'm capable. I believe yeah. I'm strong to make it no matter where I am. Yeah. And for me, I live my life every single day in such a way that tomorrow if it ends, I have no regrets. Wow. That's that's amazing. That's that's courage. <laughs> that's acceptance. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid. Yeah, uh, basically, a... I'm not afraid. I don't like to live in fear, and I don't think anyone should live in fear. Of course not. Of course not. We yes. we should be the exact opposite of that: love. And yeah. when you love, if you love things around, you, if you love yourself, the first step is to love yourself. Yes. If you love yourself, you are automatically going to start loving everything around you, and everything will seem so beautiful. And then there's no reason to fear. You're not you're not here on this planet to fear things. Mm. You're here to love yourself mm. and others. Definitely, that is our mission. Our mission <laughs> to find out how to love ourselves genuinely and 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 how to love others genuinely. Definitely, yeah. And I'll add to that. For me personally, I have a, an extension of that is which I have a very strong faith personally that comes from. Um, seeing the way the world operates and understanding that it operates on a much deeper level than I could ever uh, ever imagine and and having a faith that there is some great power that is behind all this you know and when 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 I reached that point of understanding that things were happening because they have to happen and you know when I got to that point I was like that's that's a um, a sense of, of strength for me, you know, and that's where I try to find some letting go. <laughs> so, One small message that I want to send out is that the great power that you mentioned is actually mm. within us. True. We are the great power. The knight in shining armors is us. There's no one else. So we have to save ourselves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so before we um, before we finish up tonight, uh, was there anything else you'd like to share with us? I'm 
I'm just really glad to be on your show to start with and talk about all this. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh. I think you're doing a great job. No, I think you're doing a great job, Nick. I, I, I look forward to seeing more of more of your work. I think that's that's fantastic, and I'll I'll um, reshare for uh, people watching on my Facebook page. I'll reshare uh, the snack um, after this live stream tonight, and um, but also um, yeah, if we've if there's nothing, if we've covered everything, I think we can um, we can say it's been a successful episode too, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and. No, thank you so much for being on. I'd like to um, uh, also just remind people that uh, this episode will be on both YouTube and will be on uh, multiple podcast forums uh, or mod uh, podcast channels, I should say, in the next um, day, within the next 24 hours, if not tonight. So uh, thanks again, Nick. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us tonight. Thank you, everyone that's been watching. And uh, remember, guys, to live vegan save lives <laughs> and uh, your vegan life will be back in two weeks time so uh, I'll be seeing everyone then so take care Nick thank you very much thank you have a good night good night everyone.